Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961-4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. It is Health and Wellbeing on our Tuesday with Peter Mullen and straight away we've got uh, Shauna. Shauna, you want to talk to Peter about fasting? I do indeed. How are you, Peter? Very well, thank you, Shauna. Peter, there are so many people that are talking about fasting, using water fast to help your body reset itself and its autoimmune system. I'd love to know what you think about that. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of fasting um, and fasting done, um, done properly. Like it's something that you, you've got to do a fair bit of research and go into um, correctly. Um, I have not had personal experience with fasting and resetting autoimmune conditions. However, I have read a bit about people that have um, done things like um, juice fasting um, and actually had a really great result with conditions like rheumatoid arthritis. Ah, okay. So there well, are. That's actually, that's the issue I'm specifically looking at. So that's interesting that you've seen as well. Yeah, and actually, if you if you call me back after the show, I can give you the name of a fellow that's developed a program around that that you might look into. Lovely. Just one last question on that subject. Do you know anything about the time of year that has to be better? I've heard that the summertime is better for your body for fasting than winter. Well, look, I, I think um, I would go with that because, um, to my mind, you know, our body does change with the seasons. And, mm-hmm. you know, in spring and summer, you know, we all think naturally about doing a bit of a detox or doing a cleanse or doing something a bit differently. So, yeah, I would definitely... And think about um, if you're doing like a, a, a juice fast. And again, I, I wouldn't recommend anyone just go off and try this by themselves or particularly water fasting without some help. However, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would agree that, you know, if you think about what fruit and vegetables, when they're going to be more fresh and available spring summer definitely the time to be doing this lovely well thank you so much i so value your opinion and love the show fantastic shauna so if you just give um, my off clinic a ring and leave your name and number and um i can call you back this afternoon so great advice there for shauna you mentioned fasting i think i've got my own idea peter when the best time to fast is <laughs> well actually it's overnight fasting well fasting <laughs> fasting has come back in vogue it has yeah, a lot of people talking about it. Um, and, you know, exactly what you're saying, like the uh, overnight fasting at least, if you can eat your meal, evening meal before 7, and the idea is don't eat, you obviously drink herbal teas, water, but you don't eat anything till at least 7 o'clock the next morning. So at least that's 12 hours of where you haven't been putting food into your body. And, and I think that what it does is it gives the body time to do all its housekeeping. You know, the liver's detoxing, we believe, between 1 and 3 a.m. So if you're eating until you go to bed, you've overloaded your system. You know, obviously, your health's going to be affected. So I'm a big fan of fast, fasting done properly. Is that why I, co- I couldn't sleep at 1.30 this morning? Liver was detoxing, perhaps. Absolutely. And mm. that's why, That's why. interestingly, people that, when you're younger, if you have a couple of drinks, you know, you feel like you sleep better. But a lot of older people, not... You know, maybe our age, really, hang when on, I'm saying that now. What's going on? <laughs> so when, when we have a couple of drinks now at dinner, they're often the nights we have the worst night's sleep and we'll often wake up between that one and three. 
Mm, it just changes around, doesn't it? Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, back to our topic that we're starting. We started this last week, and we're just going to go through and talk about some of the things that a naturopath actually does and the service you provide. Uh, your goal for patients, Peter, is for them to basically live a healthy life, and you've got some principles on, on how that would work. Yeah, absolutely. So from a from – a, and that, that's what this, this is what difference – differentiates going to see a naturopath maybe to going and seeing your GPs we have a different philosophy or approach to how we look at health and health and well-being so the 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 three major principles from a naturopath's point of view is number one we rely on the body's ability to heal itself so we believe that the body does have its own natural healing ability and you know hopefully in most cases we can get that healing ability going and the body can repair the second factor and you know, we really strongly believe in the whole body-mind-spirit connection, that we're so much more than just our physical symptoms, that, you know, they're often or very much always is a, an emotional and mental component as well. So we believe in that mind-body-spirit. And the third factor, and this is, I think, really good for us all these days to be thinking about, is that, you know, what's the old saying? An ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. So, um, yeah, we really want to be having good health so that we can, you know, have good health into our latter years. Those the principles one and three seem fairly straightforward, uh, on paper at least anyway. Number two, from a, a naturopath perspective, mind, body and spirit, what's the what's the thought on that? Uh, look, it's, it's, well, well, a good example is, you know, the Western, Eastern model of um, health has always looked at a physical body and emotional and mental and also a spiritual component as well. And I sort of liken it a bit to what's happening in our current Western model. 20 years ago, if you went to see the GP and you told him, or 25 years ago, if you went to the GP, see the GP and you told him you were stressed, they literally would have told you there's no such thing as stress. It's a new age concept. Um, One of my patients told me that her GP 30 years ago recommended that she take up, has she ever thought of taking up smoking to help cope (laughs) with stress? It seems funny now. It does seem funny. But now, 20, 25 years further on, it's really recognised in medical circles as well as um, complementary circles the impact that stress and, and emotional well-being has upon our physical physical health. So, you know, that's why you know so many more people are taking advantage of seeing psychologists and counsellors and really looking at some of these emotional patterns that we pick up. And I might actually go into that on another whole show because that's a, a really favourite area of mine, those emotional patterns that can actually sometimes stop us from getting well, Mark. I think you've got uh, next week's program started out. <laughs> yeah, for, just for the listener's point of view, Peter came in earlier and said, I'm really not sure what I'm going to be talking about next week. I have no clue. Um, I think we've discovered that. See, talk, we're talking it out, Absolutely, Peter. talking it out. <laughs> if you've got a question for Peter on our subject today, maybe you've been thinking about going to a naturopath that's on your mind. Well, the only Mr. Excel around here on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> that's low-hanging fruit, Peter. It was right there. You wouldn't even let me finish it, but that's okay. Look, we're back into our topic this morning. What is a naturopath? Um, you've got a little bit more you want to expand this morning, this afternoon? Yeah, just to um, just finish up that, that section. But um, above all, you know, uh, naturopaths really firmly believe that your health, as everybody does really, mm-hmm. your health is your wealth. And um, we've only got one body to live in. So what I really encourage people, people or patients is to really get to know your body what works for you so for me you know when someone a new patient comes in my goal for them is obviously is for them to live as long as life as healthy and happy as they possibly can be and three things will determine from my point of view how successful they'll be so we always think about family history now while our genes aren't our destiny our genes give us clues so if you know everybody in your family develops diabetes 
we'll have to be really vigilant with you. So family history gives us clues about you know which way we should be heading. Number two, and this is in our favour, and this is one of the amazing things about our bodies, is that our bodies or our cells are continually regenerating. We're making new cells all the time. So red blood cells replace themselves every 120 days. Liver cells every 12 weeks. Skin cells every 6 weeks. So in 12 months' time, there will be a brand new mark standing mm. here in front of me. Is it going to be an improvement on the one that's standing before you now, Peter? Well, that will depend what you do <laughs> this next 12 months, Mark. That's true. So that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we are what we are now, but it, it, it doesn't have to remain that way because we can take those steps and become a, a better better version of ourselves. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't matter what age we are, that we're always, there's always room for improvement from, mm. a, health, from a health and, and, and happiness and well-being point of view. Peter, what have you got for us now? Um, well, the third point, as we were talking about, so the three things I, I always look at when um, a patient comes in to you know, really see how they're traveling and look at goals, look, look at the best way for them to have health a long time. So we talked about family history, the fact that our cells regenerate. And the third, the third area is kind of a bit of a, a, an approach novel to, novel to us particularly, but naturopaths generally. One of the reasons we can live a long time is that the body has four filters. So we've got our digestion our liver, our immune system, and our kidneys. Now, the idea is that when you're 20, 10 foot tall and bulletproof, eat anything, drink anything, nothing's an issue. As we get older, these filters start to show signs that they're overloaded or not working as well. So kind of like the fuel filter in your car. If the filter clogs up, the car's going to run sluggishly. So, you know, and you can get new spark plugs, a new alternator, whatever, but unless you fix that filter, you've not fixed the problem. So in the body, the first filter often to start to show signs of wear and tear is our gut. And that's symptoms like um, bloating, wind, bowel variability, um, say heartburn or reflux, um, tired after meals or low blood sugar, sinus or hay fever. Um, and the emotion that I tend to associate with the gut is worry. You know those old sayings, stewing over things, you know, butterflies in the stomach, got a bad feeling in the gut about that. So they're all symptoms that I associate with that first filter. And oftentimes people put up with those symptoms for a long time. And then we start to see where there's symptoms showing that the next filter, the liver, may be not doing as well. If I could just cut back in there, Peter, when yeah. you were saying the worrying, is that that's like a symptom that some of these other things may be happening in the gut? Is that what oh, you're, you're and, and running alongside as well. Okay. You know, I, I think all of us as we get older, we tend to worry more. Anyway, we'll talk about that at another time. So the second filter, and this is often where, you know, at seminars, we are, I often talk about these symptoms and, you know, two-thirds of the room put their hand up. This next filter is the liver. So to us, to me, how you know that your liver is, and your liver is like a pool filter. You know, imagine it like that. When you're 20, it's like a brand new pool filter. It doesn't matter what ends up in the pool or what you chuck in the water. The next day, everything's beautiful and clean. As we get older, I think that the filter just doesn't filter as well. We've given it a bit of a hammering. So symptoms that your liver's under stress, to me, are symptoms like um, fatigue, you know, always waking up tired in the morning, always feeling like you could roll over and go back and you're yawning there now. I know. <laughs> you were not supposed to pay attention to that, Peter. Um, so, yeah, so that feeling that you could roll over and go back to sleep. It's aches and pains. You know, when you get out of bed sometimes and you're just stiff or your feet might hurt until you get going. Um, headaches, I'd relate back to the liver. Um, headaches, dizziness, thyroid problems relate back to the liver. Cholesterol obviously relates to the liver. Um, even mood swings, depression, anger, anxiety, from a naturopathic point of view, has to do energetically or physically that the liver's not filtering as well. 
Livers also can be symptoms like, you know, we talked before about insomnia waking between 1 and 3 a.m. of the night time. It can be a sign that your liver's working harder. Was that another yawn? I tried to I tried to not do it. Come on. Back to your script. Stay you called, on point, you called me you called me Mr. Excitement before. What's yeah. going on? And I've, I've yawned twice. It's, it's one of those things when you talk about sleeping it's, or mention it, the uh, whole room yawns. Actually, and, and if I see someone yawn, I yawn as well. So we're good company. You've done very well. You have, um, you've avoided it. So the liver's also um, sighing. People that sigh a lot can be a sign of liver stress. Is that right? Yeah. You know, so people that's, that's, that's not a always, behavioral thing. No, every time they sit down, it's like... <sighs> And everyone says, what's wrong now? And they say, nothing. Oh, my liver's blowing up. That's all it is. Um, and the liver's also um, blood sugar highs and lows. So, you know, where we start to see in blood test results that your glucose, even a fasting glucose, is sitting at the top end of normal. Um, that can be a sign of, you know, starting to have some liver issues. Fatty liver obviously comes into some of those things as well. After the liver, it's the immune constant cold and flu or what's worse, no cold or flu for five years or longer. And the immune system, how we know it's under stress is, you know, if someone has an autoimmune condition, if they're getting colds and flus all the time or cold sores all the time, it's a sign that their livers, they're sorry, their immune system stressed. And then the final filter are the kidneys. And we sort of forget about the kidneys a lot. We all talk about the liver and the gut, and we know the immune system is related to the gut because it's based around the gut. But um, everyone tends to forget about the kidneys, and the kidneys are just as important as these, others, these other areas. Okay, so these are all the things that you sort of pull apart and try and um, investigate when, when people come yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. So these, this is part of our assessment. So how you know your kidneys are involved is things like arth- you've got arthritis, you've got degenerative change, bone on bone, chronic fatigue. You know, in Chinese medicines, medicine, rather, kidneys have a lot to do with vitality or qi, and obviously the adrenals sit on top there as well. Um, yeah, so part of our assessment with, with anyone, a new patient would be to assess how their four filters are travelling. And then we take that into consideration then when we look at you know, dietary and lifestyle, work at putting a treatment plan together to actually, because you, uh, Shauna's question, um, Shauna mentioned rheumatoid arthritis is a good example of if you've got rheumatoid arthritis, you can go to the health food store and get, or see a naturopath and get turmeric and boswellia and all of these um, much safer, still quite effective natural anti-inflammatories. But in essence, you're not going to really turn that autoimmune system down unless you really go back and address the health of these four filters and, and any underlying triggers or causes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you'll, yeah. you'll stop it for now, but what's actually causing that problem in the first place? The drivers are still in place. So mm. part of the challenge from, from, from for any health practitioner, and this is not just naturopaths, but anyone that takes a holistic or a, a complementary view is that the biggest challenge is working out what those drivers are for that individual person. And with that in mind, Peter, just very quickly, how does a natu- how is a naturopath better compared to other health services out there? Well, Mark, we we try not to say better, mm-hmm. although, but that's on your sheet. I know that you, is you wrote on my it there. sheet. There it is. If you're watching the video, <laughs> Peter wrote better. So <laughs> let's I'll, go. I'll, with, I'll throw you under go. a bus, Peter. You know that. Oh well, actually, this this is a really good um, a really good example of um, complementary. Mm-hmm. I don't believe any health profession, whether it's a conventional GP, naturopath, herbalist, chiropractor, osteopath, psychologist, counsellor, exercise physiologist, whatever, I don't think any of us can really stand on our merits as the standalone approach for taking a holistic approach. I think we really need, patients really need that diversity. 
you know, because we think, you know, health can be um, like biochemical, like nutritional. It can be to do with toxicity, which can be past infections, heavy metals, whatever. Um, it can be definitely there can be an emotional, a mental, emotional component. And, you know, more often than not, there's also a structural component as well. So it's not that any one model is better, but what we all do need to do is we need to work together as give people the option of having us as a team on their side, particularly when the more complex the health conditions are. But just saying that, so saying that, you know, I like to think that, um, you know, uh, part of our benefit is being able to see the forest for the trees. You know, we don't just get caught up in... in treating only the symptoms um, and, you know, that we do stand back and take that that look at the, the whole body-mind-spirit connection. Wonderful. Thank you. Always a great program, Peter. We'll look forward to catching you next week with a mystery topic potentially. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.